Hello and welcome to Loremind, the redo edition. Because Streamlabs was like, oh, fuck Newt. <laughs> basically what happened. Yeah. Yeah, we've. So, this is Loremind, the Clove Spray Papers, is what I've taken calling it. Or I guess yeah. journal maybe would be a better word. But we are you know. going to discuss the Clovis Spray Papers that came with the Collector's Edition. And yeah. also the completion papers that were just dropped, what, last night was when they I started coming out? Yesterday and last night, yeah. Um, and I think it, it they started Thursday at oh, reset. Really? Oh, okay. Oh, interesting. And, like, we just now have a full set. Oh, gotcha. did they drop them in different locations? Like, or well, part it, of it was in the RG. Oh, that was it. Right, 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 right. Okay. Yeah. So I'm pretty excited to discuss that because i don't i like as i was saying to you guys earlier i haven't had a chance to read through them at all so mm -hmm. brand new information to me but so for our spotify listeners who were not tuned in live um we did this before but Streamlabs fucked up my audio so i am elemist was kind enough to come back on and uh we're i mean i suspect he it's not exactly a chore for you to come on here and discuss lore, but um, thank you anyways for exactly. coming back. Um, no, glad to be here. I suspect Cole just hit the wrong chat button. <laughs> Hopefully he comes back at some point. Um, so, obviously, last time we got to know you a little bit, but for our Spotify listeners... Who are you, and um, what kind of uh, t content do you produce for the Destiny community? So I am Elemist, uh, as like the gamer tag says, mm -hmm. um, and I am a host on the Guardians of Lore podcast. Uh, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify all the places pretty much anywhere you can find an actual podcast to listen to um and you can find me specifically on twitter at i underscore am underscore elemist sorry for that no worries you're back <laughs> i was sorry i was like trying to listen to you at the same time as like cole like Popping into the chat, dropping out of the chat, popping into the chat, <laughs> dropping out of the chat. It's like, what the fuck is going I, on over there? Trust me, I know. <laughs> I was trying to keep a train of thought there, yeah. and I was like, oh, butterfly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so Well, so, yeah, Um, I. this is what happens when you have Discord open on two machines. <laughs> I opened yeah. it on my uh, on my desktop, and all of a sudden, just everything went dark on my on my laptop. I'm like, no. Nope. Great. Sorry, Elmist. Um, sorry, it's all good. Go it's all good. Um, Ugh. yeah. And so, Guardians of Lore. So, you guys choose like topics that you want to discuss in the lore. It's not really like a twelve discussion podcast. It's actually like no. lore, lore based. We uh, we read through the lore and yeah. then we talk about it after each entry. It, right. It's kind of like a book club. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're a Destiny book club. Yeah, not nerdy at all. <laughs> yeah. Um and as our listeners will know we are joined by Cole. He Hi guys. You know him. And I'm Newt. You can find us on Twitter. Um 
or the main account at podcast destiny just do that instead that's easier <laughs> uh which i finally convinced cole to start posting on on the main twitter account so i'm What's super it? excited because i don't have to it didn't do that take much convincing you're like okay <laughs> go to go to your phone okay okay open up twitter uh, okay now yeah. log in. oh i see what you're doing here yeah <laughs> just <laughs> fucking forced it <laughs> <laughs> like why am i doing this but okay sure now i've got a now i've got complete control of the account so that's gonna be fun mm. <laughs> not <laughs> quite true um okay so i think that's a a pretty good preamble right i'd say so yeah yeah okay Um... so i figure we since we've already read through this we can do it a little bit quicker right is that fair enough to say oh absolutely yeah we can probably read this a little bit quicker uh could i real actually wait, i thought it might have access to it i need access to the uh to the original google doc um okay i realized i may have exited out of it uh like your notes or the actual document itself the actual document i don't know where it went on my computer okay give me a minute or two. awesome thanks but in the meantime talk uh, amongst yourselves i'm sure i'm sure people are familiar at this point uh if, if you're following destiny at all as to what's going on um basically on uh in the collector's edition oh also we should probably say um for those uh for those of you who don't want any spoilers here that's good uh there are so many spoilers in what we're about to talk about here so if this ain't your (laughs) thing maybe go to a different podcast maybe go check out what uh gardens of lore has to offer right now because uh and like in the meantime until you work through the story then come back and listen to this one Mm -hmm. uh because we're about to talk about a lot of stuff so the uh a lore book dropped with the collector's edition of Beyond Light, and it is one of the lore books that you can collect in-game, and it's Clovis Bray's personal notes on the Exomine program on Europa and the Deepstone Crypt specifically, and how the Exos came to be. And quite recently, what we were talking about earlier is that uh, the missing pages uh, have been found in the, in the ARG, and people converted them into text documents, and we now have the full story of what's going on here and exactly how twisted of a person Clovis Bray exactly is. And so, that's what we're going to be talking about today, is how, is that the, that the real monsters were humanity all along. <laughs> that's a pretty good way to describe it, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Humanity, humanity is the darkness. <laughs> you may be onto something. Yeah, no kidding, right? Yeah, <laughs> really. Um, I also, I still have your notes up, Cole, so... Yeah, I've got my notes as well, so there's there's that. Okay, well, I'll hop over to the um, the screen that is uh, supposed to have the papers up, but have disappeared for some reason. Beautiful, thank you. <laughs> Ten seconds. <clears throat> I also apologize if I'm a bit sniffly right now. Yeah, me too. Cold weather. Okay. Cold weather. Cold weather. Cold weather. <laughs> yeah. So I'm gonna say it again. Thank you to Full Hearts slash ADHD Kate um, on Twin on Tumblr, and the user LimeWire uh, on Reddit. I'm assuming is what that's for. Mm-hmm. So this is the the first set of papers that we got from the collector's edition, and then afterwards we'll go go over the final ones that came with the ARG. Um. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> 
so this starts out with Clovis just talking about how he is arriving at Europa. I almost said Enceladus. Um, <laughs> Don't. <laughs> <laughs> Not again. And he's just talking about how basically uh, he's kind of dying and he's come to Europa because the K1 artifact on Luna promised him a secret to immortality that he calls clarity he doesn't really know what it is yet but he just um knows that his key to immortality and also for him becoming the last universal common ancestor or luca um of humanity is somewhere on europa yeah um and he he arrives on europa in the ship the hanu too uh, and he has on board uh, 600 uh, shielded heavy work frames. Uh, so that's uh, uh, cryogenics machines, uh, replication chambers, um, hazardous environment engineers, uh, smile support, which is basically, is that like a cryogenics? That's like a support pod for, yeah. uh, for, for a human body. I, I yeah. took it as that. Yeah. Does this say yeah. anywhere what smile stands for? I don't think it does. Uh, no, I feel like I've read it either. I'm curious to see if they'll uh, mention that, or maybe it's somewhere in lore at some point. Um, Possibly. I've got yeah. a feeling we're gonna find out, like soon. Yeah. Next couple days. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> uh, I don't remember what I was about to say. Oh yes. Also, um, what was it? A hundred? He's got a hundred volunteers uploaded yeah, into something like that. Some yeah. sort of program. Uh, so it's yeah. basically these people's personalities and, well, these people. Their minds. Yeah, their minds uh, have been uploaded into a, a computer of some sort. Into a mainframe, yeah. And basically, it, the, the best way you can sum it up is, uh, it says here in the document, uh, the most expensive lie in human history. I am not here for a safari. All of you, Europa's life will soon be known, mapped, and exhausted of wonder. Um, and the K1 artifact promised me an offering. So yeah, there you go. He's uh, still dying, but not fast enough to kill him. <laughs> yeah, and he's using pigs Darn. to grow his own organs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's using uh, what, what he's using uh, must use yeah, must use a good pork recipe so Whitford will not go to waste. Medical <laughs> team insists I accept cryo uh, cyto machine injections. No, nothing enters my body that uh, that does not share my genetic self interest. Instead, I will grow an upgraded monocyte strain. So he's making uh, Clovis Bray slash pig um. Uh, was chimeras and so he's he's growing replacement organs inside of the pig uh as his as his own organs are dying so he's just constantly replacing his organs and then you know cooks the pig body afterwards yeah which is a little weird it's a it's a little bit like uncanny valley it's like oh that's that's just that's just weird man right um, I think there's a supernatural episode about this. <laughs> Pro probably, because how many yeah. seasons now? <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. I, think I, I stopped watching after 12 because I was like, well, that's it. That's all that's out. <laughs> yeah, I should watch that show again. It's a good show. Um, so when he arrives on Europa, or shortly after, excuse me. Not again. Yeah, uh, I like it. I'm just going to read through this because it just shows like what a he like he's so smart but so immature at the same time i yeah. sulk in isolation as the crew works my pride is wounded that i expect clarity to come out and greet me hail to clavis clovis bray first among men yes absolutely i did <laughs> the luna artifact promised me a solution to the false mod false modesty damn vanity i am different 
God, what a, <laughs> what a piece of work. Not for my pr not for my present qualities, but for my future intelligence. Like, oh, I shine with noon's light reflected back through time to this age of dawn. Like, get, <laughs> just, God, get out of here. <laughs> the ego on this guy. Yeah. And uh, earlier it shows how he um, he says like Elizabeth uh, Elsie Bray's uh, birthday approaches and he's uh, he's asking his AI to run uh, a program to find out what would be the best <laughs> gift to, for him to give her. It's like, dude, come on. Yeah, is it really that hard? <laughs> but he's trying to be a better grandfather. Yeah. Oh no, of course, of course, he's trying to be a good guy here. He wants to be good to his family. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get into that later. Um. So, his vision or idea of how to not only stop himself from dying from this disease that he that his lineage has. Oh, there's you, camera cool. Welcome back. Yeah, I just I I was like I didn't turn my camera on. Yeah. <laughs> I was just sitting there like. Huh. Um. Uh. And uh. The, yeah, his plan to achieve immortality and also to become the Luca, so he like. This is not just something for himself in terms of achieving immortality, but he wants like humanity to end up within this blueprint as well. Yeah. Is uh he is working on exos and exo bodies. Um, yep. But to do that, he needs clarity. Uh, and until then, he does not dare make the leap into a new body. Uh, because it's kind of um, sketchy. It's a one. It's a one shot thing. Yeah, and so far he has not had any like all the EXO persons that he has created have not survived. Yeah, he says that uh, like the the EXOs the EXO program right now is one hundred percent fatal or something like that. Yeah, universally or, fatal. Yeah. Universally fatal. That was it. Um, and I always find I just find this interesting. Is like it doesn't really like it's not like big lore reveal but he's just so focused on this term savaging like he just mentions it all the time the term of parents destroying their own offspring is savaging when um sows attack their own piglets no one has ever worked out a good explanation one theory is that the mother pigs are frightened by their own young terrified by these strange noisy needy things Ancient hmm. biologist August Wiseman believed that we age to make room for the next generation, that we are programmed to die to leave a space for our, our, our offspring. Perhaps the sows are simply acting in self-defense. <clears throat> so, I just find yeah, it interesting he... that he always talks about that, and then, like, when he talks, he speaks of, spoiler, how the death of his son is somewhat... Like, within his... that description. Yeah... Like, yeah. he's, like, just tr constantly trying to, like, push the responsibility off of himself. But it keeps coming back. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, and like, like Newt said, we'll get to that later, but that is, it's messed up what yeah. happened to his son. Um, was there anything in there that you guys wanted to discuss? Um, there's a little note in here that says, what if this perfect self-repair is the reason for, uh, is the reason the exos degrade? It's like, yeah. Um, that, uh, we, we do maintenance that so absolute that it becomes a static loop. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there you go. Which definitely gets delved into much deeper later on mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, this is still kind of like the intro, kind of setting up like Basically, who this guy yeah. is. Um, yeah. and still here as well, he speaks of the Europa Life 
and it's just like uh he speaks of a a a bristling thing large as a whale um a dandelion made of soft arms bright red and yellow markings indicate if evolved in the shallow it evolved in the shallows um it sounds is a colony organized organism sorry sounds very similar to the leviathan on titan the, of which uh it's that shadow that we see so yeah i still think there's some sort of connection going on there that like they hinted at this and then they just kind of dropped that and i don't know how it's going to come into play but i mentioned this uh the, the last time we did this but i i still can't get this out of my head that somewhere in one of the lore books they mentioned that there's a connection between the seas of europa uh titan and enceladus Oh, I really? think it might have just been like the methane seas or, or like the biology of the life that's in there. It's like they evolved in the same way. Um, right. But I just can't really, I can't place where, where it was. What's interesting too is that because the Traveler bypassed Europa. Yeah. So you know it's not from the Traveler. That's a good point. Right. Yeah. Um. Anyways, he goes on to describe. Again, this is just kind of setting up like what kind yeah. of person he is. I despise it. I would have killed it, except that I'm repulsed by the thought of its final disintegration. I consider yeah. how to burn it. <laughs> and then we get into I'm the interesting stuff. Sorry? Like, I'm wondering if, if the reason we as players are getting this information is because it's involved in, like, a public event or something. Oh, uh, that'd be cool. Oh, maybe, yeah. Like, all of a sudden, like, cool. tentacles come up through the ice or something and try to right. grab people. I've right. seen this anime before! <laughs> <laughs> and And, like... As soon as you turn it heroic, the tentacles just pop up through the ice or something. And yeah. That would be sweet. Yeah. Oh, that would be really cool. Hmm. Hopefully we get to see <laughs> at least some sign of the the creature. You know what? I, I why would else love... would they bring it up? Oh. I would... So you know, you know how... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, you know how in... um. In all of the trailers, it shows us uh, speeding over the ice uh, in our sparrows. Yeah, I would love it if we were just like like in a cinematic, we were walking over the ice or going over their uh, our sparrows, and just the shadow but below the ice just travels like a, an immensely large being just right. travels below the ice. It's like okay, right? You know what I would love is for at the very end of the whatever the fuck the raid or the story. And we defeat Clovis if he is the boss. And we find his rotting body, which is his like brain being preserved basically. Yeah. And we dump it into the ocean and then this like tentacled beast just like <laughs> eats his <Ugh>. body. <laughs> just some nice that... little poetic action there. That would be cool. It would yeah. be poetic. <laughs> <laughs> um Okay, so yeah, entry three is when we get into some interesting stuff um this is a great little start to it too i died <laughs> what a nuisance <laughs> um yeah his clinical death lasted for 11 hours before the smile pod i assume is what he was in um was able to reactivate him basically uh mm -hmm. and then i believe it's like after this point where he his body is essentially dead and the pod is just like forcing oxygen and blood to run through it to keep his brain alive that's i think that's basically what it is yeah yeah um yeah. oh yeah he says i have no breath and no pulse it is return of oxygen to dead tissue that does most of the damage i should be asleep but i have to get this down quickly while i was dead i had a dream 
I was in a working exo body. I felt so strong, everything so vivid, no need for waxy eardrums or jelly eyeballs, like seeing for the first time after a life of cataracts. I think I was immortal. Um, so he just uh, discuss, or describes his dream mm -hmm. where he had amnesia. He couldn't even remember one of his granddaughters. Um, yeah. It was Anna that walked by him in the dream and says, and not only did I fail to, and not only did I fail to recognize her, but it never even occurred to me that I should. Yeah. Which is a direct, uh, um, arrow at how, uh, when we are brought back to life by the traveler, we don't remember any of our past memories. Yeah. In the I also right. suspect it's kind yeah. of a, just like a, a reference to like his, um, uh, not really disgust, his disapproval of Anna's uh, genetic makeup, right? Because she's adopted. Anna's the one that's adopted, right? right? Yeah. I feel like it's kind of like a, yeah. a a hint towards that. That's a good point as well, actually. Yeah. Um, but he speaks of how he thought he must have had a near-death vision, so he checks his nerve logs. But every oh, sorry, I'm just gonna read through. Every last spark in my brain is recorded, and nothing in that cerebral panic can account for my dream. The mind is the brain. It is impossible to have a vision without correlated neural activity. Yet I did. Wonderful. This is why I came here. Unmap secrets, impossible dreams, the chance to pass beyond the infinite, and escape the tyranny of casual closure. I wholeheartedly believe that the dream was a message from clarity, a promise of success. Uh, and then he speaks of... Uh, the Luca, the last universal common ancestor um, of all future human growth is what he wants to do. Um, specifically, he wants to be the Luca of all future human thought. Yeah. <clears throat> I'll read through this. Uh, now remember Luca Brassi, the Cor Corleone family heavy. Nuipedia. <laughs> <laughs> says that Brassi murdered his own infant child. Why? Why would he do such a thing? The article doesn't explain. Savaging again. So there it comes up again. Yeah. Just a little <laughs> bit of foreshadowing as to what's uh, what's coming in these papers here. Yeah. Oh yeah. <clears throat> and then okay, <laughs> how do we how do we narrow this down nice and easy? Uh, it explains exactly what clarity is. Uh, yeah. Here. Or what effect it has based. Yeah. Kinda. Was Elemis? Was it you who came up with a really good analogy for it last time? Was it? The apple analogy? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Metaphor. But basically. I think that was new. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I, I didn't um, come up with it. I just heard it from someone else. Oh. Well, so, okay. clarity violates established symmetries and conservation laws, and doing so, it defied someone's theorem. <laughs> I'm gonna, right. not going to bother trying to pronounce that name. Um, <laughs> no, sir. So. All things are transformations of one thing without gain or loss, as my childhood tutor put it. If A can become B, then B can become A. Um, wait long enough, longer than the universe, and um, B will spontaneously unmix itself to become A again, basically. Right, yeah. But clarity is not always symmetrical. For example, it violates time reversibility. Consider the simple equation. Clarity A leads to B. This is the application of clarity to state A to produce a lower entropy state B, <clears throat> which clarity is fond of doing. It, it uh, removes portions of a state configuration, bringing it down to its most uh, robust inhabitants. So, say, 
if you uh, took a sword and uh, what's, I'm trying to think. Just put clarity A to it. <laughs> I don't know. I can't yeah. think of the word. Apply clarity to it. Sorry. Yeah. Apply clarity to a sword. It'll like break it down to iron and wood and yeah, like whatever the fuck else. Well, is well, individual yeah. components yeah exactly yeah clarity is a is a, like a solvent or a solution or something yeah um that that he got from the k1 artifact uh unless i'm completely wrong on that uh i don't think he got from, he didn't get it from the artifact oh did he not oh no. okay. um he cut he because he came to europe with a fine clarity oh that was it right he didn't have clarity with him already yeah that was it. he just he just got the the knowledge that it existed yeah from the table yeah. artifact okay okay cool cool um shoot the kite thank you for the follow on twitch um hey. so time symmetry suggests that we should be able to run this process and re reverse and retrieve the original so reverse clarity b would lead to a but in fact we obtain reverse clarity b leads to c so basically so i'll, I'll use the analogy that i used last time <laughs> so you the take an apple. apple yeah you take an apple that is your object. You apply clarity to it. So clarity apple. Uh, think of clarity as a knife. So you use the knife to chop up the apple. So that leads to pieces of apple. <laughs> right. So the idea is that typically reverse knife on chopped up apple would lead to whole apple. But the way that clarity works is that it's actually um, reverse knife to chopped up apple leads to like something even more bizarre like tree i think you like said yeah like i said it would lead to like the tree yeah. or the seed <laughs> in the ground or something so yeah it's like uh, so that's essentially what clarity is yeah um, it uh yeah just like second transform state further yet from its original configuration yeah um <clears throat> Yeah, so, and then he says, uh, I believe that clarity may be akin to the mythical uh, mythical universal solvent, the Alkahest, the, the Azoth. And the Alkahest is actually uh, a thing. Like, it's it's a real thing in, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Like, um, history, basically. So, sure. <laughs> Let's go with that. Yeah, so it's the universal solvent able to, dissol to dissolve every other substance, including gold. Uh, because of its perceived invaluable uh, medicinal qualities, alchemists of the time were concerned uh, with its plausibility and existence. So it was it was a hypothetical yeah. uh, that they that they came up with way back in yep. the 1500s. Yeah, um, the alchemist Philippus Paracelsus. This is back yeah. when like everybody was trying to figure out how to turn fucking lead into gold. Into gold. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, turns out they just needed yeah. to get a <laughs> just a head to Europa. <laughs> Duh. Yeah, come on, guys. Should have listened to Galileo. A... Okay, I wonder if that's a coincidence there, though, because we do have the weapon perk lead from gold, where is when you pick up uh, heavy yeah. ammo, you, you also get special, um, I think. special ammo. I, I wonder if that's a coincidence. Probably. <laughs> Probably. Probably. <laughs> yeah. Can't wait for that to become a key... Um... <laughs> <laughs> mechanic in the new raid <laughs> you have to have a weapon man, that has lead from gold man I, like it, like it only drops heavy ammo because yeah. clovis was obsessed with being the best at everything yeah <laughs> 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 uh, 
Uh, well, <laughs> welcome to our garbage theory crafting podcast. Yeah. <laughs> right. Oh God. Yeah. Uh, and so Claire, or sorry, Claire, uh, Clovis goes on to speak of how he thinks clarity has affected the universe. Basically, so why do we exist? We exist because the universe began in a state of lower entropy and has ever since expanded and unwound. Uh, transforming from a single dense plasma into a void filled with complex structures. In the future, it will achieve maximum entropy when all organized matter has collapsed into a black hole, into black holes, and these holes evaporate into uniformity of the heat death. Uh, this is the unexplained secret of creation. How did that original low entropy state come to be in the first place and the first yeah. time? The egg of history. What if clarity was responsible? What if there was some primeval chaos, some pre-cosmic entropy, which was soaked in clarity to reduce it into that first nucleus of all existence, which issued the Big Bang? Bang. Which Big Bang. 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 Well, this, bang. <laughs> which, actually, what is this podcast? Um, which does kind of make sense, though, because in, um, I think it was, it was unveiling. It it said that the that the gardener and the windmower were outside of time and space, and they were yeah. before the universe yes. actually ended up happening. That is also exactly like immediately my yeah. brain goes to like the garden. Yeah, yeah, whatever the fuck that was. Um, Alamus, I know you love that lore book. So okay, I feel like I can like go a oh, bit yeah. further with that. Maybe if I had some lore tabs up about the gardener and the winter, but like, what do you think clarity would be? Like, do you think clarity? would be like if you think of the gardener in the winter where and the gardener has like their their watering can is like and is like <laughs> spreading water over these well, maybe plants because in the it's... garden clarity would be the well, water then, and then you figure the winter is going to have a scythe or something yeah yeah what would be the scythe well, so he says there's some primeval chaos uh pre-cosmic entropy and w would that be the gardener messing with the game that they were playing where the gardener said no I want things to live forever. And yeah. Just messed up. Uh, and yeah, actually, I think I think my example is bad because clarity is a gift from the darkness. Which I mean, maybe the darkness is just like yeah. I would think then it would be from the darkness. I mean, maybe the maybe clarity might have been might have been the winner's solution to this um to this chaos that the uh, uh that the gardener um created. Yeah. Basically, yeah. yeah, the winner's scythe basically is clarity. That's a cool line. I'm tweeting that. <laughs> so, yeah, like the gardener creates this garden. It becomes insanely complex to the point where it's unsustainable, basically. Like, think of like when a garden is just completely overgrown. So the winner comes in with clarity and cuts it down and landscapes it to like a, a, a lower form of entropy, a less chaotic situation. But then it begins to grow again, which would be the Big Bang. And it and the cycle and, repeats. And see, I, I just figured that Clarity was an artifact from one of the pyramid ships. Um, because we we know that they came to humanity um at the collapse. Yeah. Yeah. But we just don't know if like they stopped at Europa first, or yeah, what? or like why they did this. Yeah, right. Hmm. 
That's I actually do, a good point. I don't because I don't think that the pyramid ships themselves are the winnower. I think that they're agents of the winnower. I've had that thought for a long time as well. You know what? I I saw something interesting. So, oh, this this is going off on a tangent, which is dangerous because there's so much fucking content to get through still. But <laughs> um, <laughs> I someone I can't remember who it was. I think it was someone in in Mylan's chat. Oh no, it was a Reddit post. It was a Reddit post. It had a really a interesting theory. <laughs> um, 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 so, you know, in the trailer when we see, like the fallen are receiving the darkness and there's like that big triangle above them that kind of splits into shards and there's kind of shards everywhere and they're like the pyramid ships are like there's a big pyramid and there's little pyramids that all fly around together right so someone was theorizing that actually the the pyramids aren't a ship they are shards of a it's a gundam of a basically yeah like a giant form huh no like a megazord now oh god <laughs> you've got the I've individual pieces you've got the individual pieces and essentially they come together to form a larger Borg thing cube it's voltron <laughs> but, but, but like they would all have to be together in order to actually form it because yeah, why else yeah. were they out in space in individual pieces yeah yeah or Maybe they break off. I like that, that theory, though. Yeah, I re- yeah, because we still haven't seen the mothership in game, the one that was revealed at the end of the Red War campaign. Yeah. Hmm. Right. Um, I also do wonder too. Oh Jesus! No, that's <laughs> the... no. Yeah. I was like, it's, it's, is it Zebu Wrath? But no, that's, we're dangerously yeah. on a tangent here. But I yeah. also find it. I I always wonder. Because when we go onto the pyramid ship, there's corridors and stuff. So everybody's assume well, okay, not everybody assume, but like which seems to hint towards there being beings that exist on these ships and walk through the corridors. But yeah. I almost wonder if maybe the ship just created those for us. Yeah. The, the that's Guardians, what I was thinking. Yeah. As some so it's like it, it created to... this arch- this it created this architecture to seem more familiar to yes, us. Yes, yeah, exactly. Oh. Yeah. I like that. So essentially, it, it can change whatever it needs to about itself in order to make it more presentable to yeah mm-hmm. other civilizations. Which it, circles like, back around to clarity. Yeah. Okay. So okay, I like, that. Okay. I like it too. So here, That's here, done, boys. here, whole here we go, here we go. Clarity takes something. So Clovis's theory is that Clarity takes something and returns it basically to a lower, a a a more condensed form, basically a a, a base form. Yeah. So the pyramid ships were shat. The pyramids ships were a giant structure that was shattered, and it now it needs Clarity to reform itself down to its base structure. Possibly, yeah. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about it yet either, but thought I'd throw it out there. (laughs) That's possible, yeah. Huh. Um, I think, I think. Okay, this is gonna be my last point, and then, and then, (laughs) I'll keep reading. I really think finding out what specifically what clarity control is 
is very mm-hmm. important because that is like also what Clovis describes where he's like speaking of what why did it take that form that visage that face and it's probably because immediately starts talking about women which comes up later in the papers but immediately right. he starts yeah. speaking about women and how his distress towards them great guy again but just why well, I think it's yeah. like a woman form and is like maybe connected to the statues of the veiled woman all around anyways what <sighs> Did you guys see the new? Oh, where did it go? There was a new trailer that was, that oh, was like mini trailer that was released. That came out with the that came out with the ARG. Yeah, that and was it. Shows it, yeah. like the EXO at the very end of it. Yeah, it's like very Five Nights Melted at Freddy's. Sort of. I'm trying to find because there there was a screen <sighs> yeah, grab. There it, was a shot in there. That's a good of, description um, of it. Five Nights at Freddy. It was. Yeah, that's actually exactly what yeah. I thought of. I just hadn't put words to it yet. Yeah, it's like the security yeah. cameras going everywhere. It's like, oh, pl- I, I hope we get some some creepy shit going on in this next expansion, man. Yeah. I, I'm really hoping for it. But there oh, was it, a shot. It feels like it. Oh, yeah. There there was a shot in there of this, this, this sphere in the middle of a giant chamber with a walkway going, uh, going towards it that looked very important, I'm going to say. I'm going to see if I can... Oh, yeah, no, I think yeah. I can't remember. Um... What, uh, so he just says, uh, what had clearly was responsible for the um, the creation of the Big Bang. Um, perhaps clarity is the Ein Soft, the nameless god before creation, perpetrator, sorry, preparator of the cosmic egg, razor that cuts the fat of complication away from the bone. Got it. Those who comprehend the Alkahest, it is said, will obtain eternal life. Um... So, the next up is just a bunch of uh, emails that he composed to send to his granddaughters, but he did not send any of them. They're all they all sound very similar too. Like he just copy pasted them to try to convince them to come, but he didn't actually end up sending them. But the only one he did send was to Elsie Bray, or sorry Elizabeth Bray at the time, who becomes Elsie Bray, aka the mm-hmm. Texas Stranger. Uh, he just simply says, uh, "Come to Europa. I am taking an enormous risk." this time i am the one at risk let me prove to you that i did nothing to your father that i wouldn't do to myself there are significant dangers <laughs> uh outside context threats your expertise sh- would be invaluable i need you i and i always find it so funny he's like <laughs> come to europe i'm taking enormous risk and this time i'm the one at risk let me prove to you that i did nothing to your father that i wouldn't do to myself except he repeatedly states throughout these this journal how he is not going to <laughs> right. put himself into an exo body until he's sure that everything works properly. Yeah, right. <laughs> Just lying through the teeth. It's like, oh, I hate you. Well, um, and so I'm a little sad because... Even I'm, in sorry. even in the litter, the, the ARG portion of it, like, he continually talks about that. Yeah. Um, the next part is really interesting. And the part that I want to talk about, but I'm going to let one of you guys read through because I have to go to the bathroom for a quick For second. sure. Elements, do you want to take this one? Because I'm actually trying to find, I'm just paring down this picture that I just took um, for that. Oh, do you have the document up? Sorry? Oh. Yeah, I'm pulling it up. <laughs> okay. It's a. Uh... Entry four. Yeah, page 16 of 42. Uh, and he just starts to talk about clarity control, which I want to talk about when I get back. <laughs> Looks like I can't put it into the uh, into the uh, the Twitch stream chat, but I'll put it into the Discord chat here for uh, for you in the uh, in the general. So actually, no, I'll do it hosts. 
Um, okay. Uh, yeah. So essentially, Clovis actually found clarity control. Yeah. Um, and it arrived 20 years prior to him going to Europa. That's right, yeah. Um, still, well before I encountered the K-1 artifact, how long have they planned my invitation? Mm-hmm. I still don't know if this is the darkness actually speaking to Clovis or if it's a sign of his own madness. Or and a bit of both. A, a bit, it's probably a bit of both, yeah, because I've been looking at this like, man, I guess like him thinking that the darkness wants him to be the Luca is his own uh, his own ego, but at the same time, I guess it is the darkness speaking to him, but yeah. Well, and like, honestly, the darkness could be speaking to him, mm -hmm. and he's taking it and reading a lot more into it. Yeah, than what they meant. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so a blast of dark neutrinos struck this particular province of European chaos. Particle involved yet more evidence that clarity is as old as time. The alkahest that shaped the early universe. I wonder why clarity control chose the particular aspect it did. That form, that face, the same visage of the precursor on Earth's moon. What is it meant to communicate? It is a message, or is it a message particularly for me? So and... we've got it right there that mm -hmm. he's saying he's seeing the same woman. Yeah, because he um, immediately yeah. after twice. that he starts talking about his awareness towards women as well. Yeah. Sorry, you might have already said that. Um... No, it's all good. And yeah, he, he does say, you know, I have always harbored a wariness towards women. So, like, he's seeing the same person from Clarity. And mm -hmm. I, I wonder if it's the actual woman from the statues. Yeah. Like, the the yeah. visual representation of the Winnower. Because we went in, in over this in depth the last time we did the episode. And I think that's what we landed on, is that that is the physical form that it chooses to show to people because newt mentioned uh in uh oh god what was the um what was the lore book that had to do with the k1 team uh don't remember revelations revelations thank you how in revelations people started seeing this dark form yeah. god i love having you on this podcast man it did not specifically <laughs> say a woman though it was just a dark figure oh okay. right yeah. it was just a dark figure which is also kind of precursor to the nightmares uh, that we got on the moon, so okay, like one, one, one in the same, I guess. Um, yeah. But and then also part of the reason I believe this too is because in that uh, concept trailer that I showed you guys last time, I believe I showed you guys that last time. Yeah. Um, that was never actually put out. There's the uh, <clears throat> the shot of the the first astronauts to meet the traveler as it is in the, right. the proper trailer it, in this concept trailer they go to mars and they meet a woman in black robes brilliant white them. hair blue eyes yeah so yeah. i don't i don't know if that's like i suspect that at the time of that trailer being created that woman was going to be something different but fungi is 
you know, kind of a fan of creating something, not quite following through, and then bringing it back as something slightly different, you know, kind of like the extra yeah. stranger, where it's like, well, we're never gonna see her again, and then turns out she's like a main character in the story going forwards. <laughs> Thank you. Still mm -hmm. so excited about that. My hype has not diminished at all <laughs> over this. So happy to have the Exo Stranger back. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. Um, I'm just glad she finally has time to explain. <laughs> that joke's never gonna get old. I love it. <laughs> no. They actually make, I was just because I was reading through it really quickly, in the, like, the new pages <laughs> there's a reference towards it, I think in there. She, like, mm -hmm. says something like that. <laughs> um... Oh yeah. Also, so typically, a like like the way our culture is created, people. I don't know if this is a dangerous thing to say or not, but like, people would think of the gardener as the woman, and the winnower as the man, right? Like, right. Women are kind of seen as the creation point in our, you know, species. I mean that's, um, that's fair because they they bear the children. Yeah, yeah. So, but and, and that's historic. I mean, the yeah. goddess Gaia. Yeah, is a goddess. Well, know, exactly. Yeah, there you go. Like the creator of all life. Yeah, right. I could definitely see Bungie switching that up and making the winnower female and the gardener male, just to like you know, <laughs> buck the trend. I don't know. <laughs> I could I just see it. them doing that. Yeah, or. They have no need for for the concept of genders. Yeah, because they're literally beyond all time and space. Yeah. <laughs> Our minds cannot process them. But yeah, I'd like to see it. Um, is there anything else that we wanted to say about that section? I think I'm good. Um, he's just a piece of shit. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well. He, uh, he does mention in this one that he uh, um, modifies um, Alton's DNA. He modified Alton's DNA when he was a Is kid to remove the... Um, yeah, I, th I think it's up in here. Clovis II. Clovis II who... Wait a minute. Clovis II mm. was his son, but was Alton... Alton Is that Alton's grandson? Son of a bitch. Oh, oh crap! It gets confusing. He's got four for grandchildren. Sure. Yeah, and like oh. I had to go back and double check. Man, this entire time I've been under the the assumption that Clovis the Second and Alton were the same person. Like oh. I had to go double check because mm -hmm. there's so little about the Bray family. That's a fair point. Yeah. So where's Alton then? <laughs> Wait, because yeah. we know he's not at Alton Dynamo. True that. Is that oh true? shit! You just reminded me. I still have to do those uh, override frequencies. Oh, sleeper nodes. Yeah, I've got like I've t I've got two left. I hate those things. Yeah, I know, right? Anyway, uh, note. <laughs> Why exo mines fail? Uh, the major obstacle to viable exo mine loop. The major obstacle to a viable exo mind, I think I forgot one there, is the loop billboard crash cycle. Um, <clears throat> so, the general idea of this section is that 
human brains are constantly fighting off issues that you know pop up from the surrounding environment and within our own bodies and self-checking itself over and over and over again as errors form within you know our consciousness our body our surrounding environment um and the problem is that exo bodies are so perfect and don't have any errors coming in that the mind cannot retain its association with this exo body right um so early attempts at upload consciousness were haunted by fears that the upload would suffer cryptic loss of qualia the unseen death of the first person conscious mind the upload would then become a so-called billboard a flat imitation uh <clears throat> excuse me many researchers referred to this as the oh sorry um I guess that's the I lobbied the ISO to establish a standard for a certified conscious simulacrum. Any emulation of a human brain must display neural activity correlated with consciousness, particularly in nuclei of the thalamus, midbrain, and pons. Many researchers referred to this criterion as a zombie detector. The problem with exomines is that they quickly stopped passing this test. The mm -hmm. first stage of breakdown is looping, the same repetitive stereotype behavior once observed in zoo animals. They begin to repeat similar conversations and actions. Um, <clears throat> the Here's, mid well, sorry. I'm just thinking, as we're going through the Club Spray facility, or the Deepstone Crypt, do you think we'll see exos in different stages of the of the loop billboard crash cycle? I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. There's just there's just one exo just like tapping his head over and over and over and over again. It's like, yeah. Oh god, it's gonna be so creepy, and I love it. Uh, the only thing I, the only thing I, or only issue I would have with that is like, it's kind of shitty in the sense that it's sort of perpetuating a negative <laughs> outlook on mental illness. Mental illness, yeah, yeah. So I, 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 I can see that. I think but... Bungie will have to approach this very carefully because, like, that's. Especially because they, they speak, uh, uh, the mid-stage symptoms are pacing, chewing, rocking, grunting, striking limbs against walls or furniture, and facial tics. Like, that really, like, makes me think of, like, certain people I've met in my lifetime who had some form of mental illness, and they just have, like, a tick. Like, they're constantly, like, you know, tapping their leg or something like that. Um, mm -hmm. but I think they'll have to be careful about approaching the whole situation. Um, if they decide to go that route. Yeah, if they if they do, yeah, yeah, and I mean like, it's not really you know, uh, um, oh. it's not really putting a positive spin on the situation, you know. <laughs> it's showing like how awful you know it can like say in mm -hmm. our near past. To be honest, the treatment of those with some form of mental illness or another. Mm -hmm. you know in when they would go to asylums that are supposed to help but <laughs> right just a basically a fucking torture camp um oh my anyways that got a little philosophical and dark for a second <laughs> um do we talk about athetosis yet or can i can i do this one uh no 
we have mm, okay i was just gonna say um so uh uh, so the repetition, the looping starts. Uh, this is a result of depressed activity in the higher brain without input from the prefront, pre, prefrontal cortex. The basal ganglia stop selecting new motor programs. Okay. Right. And so the eventual highly upsetting result is athetosis, a disorder characterized by slow involuntary writhing motions of the limbs, digits, neck, and tongue. Early exobodies, without governors on their paramuscle, could tear themselves apart like starfish with wasting syndrome. This was how my son died. And, uh, uh. and it's a, it turns out athetosis is a real thing. Not quite to that extreme level. It's just um, abnormal muscle contractions cause uh, involuntary writhing movements. But they, Destiny, of course, uh, Bungie, excuse me, they bring it to that whole nether level. And then he says... Yeah in a note i reminded mm -hmm. of that hideous european thing why does my brain insist on free associating its way back to self-destruction and again i returned to savaging the young so it just shows like basically he was disgusted yeah when his son tore himself apart <laughs> like, he wasn't He's, ew he yeah wasn't, it was a, like, a, a, a feeling a of disgust he... yeah it was and not even at bright. himself just that it remind his son dying in front of him, like that reminded him of this beast on Europa. It's like, okay, yeah, you're not insane. Yeah, like I said in the last one, like I think the only kind of upsetness or remorse he would feel towards himself in that situation is that like he made a mistake, mistake, yeah. and not that it cost, yeah. not because it costs a human life, but because it's like, ah, oh, it's a it's I, a strike to his I ego. I made a mistake. Like, I'm supposed to be right. perfect. I shouldn't have made a mistake. You know. Right, because then he has to admit failure. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. There you go. That's yeah. He does not. I. I was looking at that failing in any way. At that sketch of the um, of the of the being uh, just above entry three there. That looks very Lovecraftian. The and, of the Leviathan. Oh, yeah. uh, uh, of the Leviathan. Yeah. Yeah. It does look. It looks like a looks like a sun star almost, but <laughs> I'm I'm really hoping we get more um, uh, like Lovecraftian overtones to this to this expansion because there there are hints to it uh throughout the game but nothing quite as powerful yet yeah anyway um uh sorry really quick i'm just gonna listen. and then he goes uh the driver of this degenerative loop is a process we call billboarding uh no matter how actively we stimulate uh the exobody how rich we make its social and cognitive environment and how powerful it senses we still observe the gradual shutdown of exoneurons so yeah uh so the exomind, despite acing the Turing test, no longer meets uh, ISO, stand ISO standards for consciousness. It is a philosophical zombie. So, no matter so once they get to this billboarding point, no matter how much students they toss at the exobody, there's just not a whole lot they can do about it. Uh, it's just like, well, damn it, yeah. And so this is the reason that exos are inherently um, fatal at this point in time. Clearly, at some point, Clovis found an answer to this. I wonder if we'll get to that. Uh, and this is why he doesn't want to put himself into the exobody just quite yet, because every single one of his experiments have failed. And but possibly with clarity control, he can do something about it. Really quick, uh, if you look at the stream, this is what I think of when uh, he speaks of the uh, giant or the Leviathan. Oh, yeah. Another star. That is. Nope. 
<laughs> nope. Just imagine that, but no, nope. huge. All right, Clovis. <laughs> um. Okay, sorry. I'm not sure where we were in the. Uh, we were, we're just at, at the note. I have had the uncanny experience of holding a long rational conversation with an uploaded woman only to discover she was unconscious the entire time. And in fact showed brain activity similar to deep asphyxia, the languid ambiguous phrases that I found so intriguing were the result of a brain that had lost its neocortex. She was dead. Hmm. Which is interesting that they put that note in there, but yeah. You're Eventually basically the, uh, just yeah. talking to a computer program at that point. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, not in the sense of, like, yeah. an uploaded or a scanned and uploaded consciousness of a person, but literally just, like, <laughs> mm-hmm. you went to, like, Google, what is it? The Google bot? The <laughs> chat bot? Or oh, whatever. yeah. Chat bot? <laughs> yeah. Chat bot. Um, so, basically, he goes into, uh, eventually, the shutdown, this shutdown proceeds far enough that the ExoMind cannot sustain its default network, uh, the light in the windows of a living brain. So, it, it just it gets into this billboard cycle and it just um, crashes basically. Um, and they roll the brain state back and try again, but the outcome is inevitable. Like there's not a whole lot they can do. And he goes into asking, why does this keep happening? Um, and to remain, our, he goes to say to remain ourselves, we must limit the amount of change we experience. Our brain cannot be changed into a cloud of podcasts without killing us. But what if change is permissible? Would we not be, uh, would we not be most ourselves if we never changed? if our future state was uh, fully determined by our current state. And so it's, this is where he get uh, elements you mentioned uh, earlier that, that the human mind is engaged in constant self-correction. Um, so the mind screens out errors, uh, cosmic rays, EM fields, prions, chemical misfires, irritating conversations, you know, natural stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah. Constantly uh, runs a checksum on itself. The exo are immune to natural sources of error because they are this perfect robotic body. So when you take this imperfect human mind uh, that's used to constantly self-correcting itself and put it into this perfect body, it, it basically goes nuts. It, it just dissociates, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. They're not messy enough. They don't suffer enough jitter, enough degradation. So, yeah. You know what's exciting? What's up? So, just before we started this episode, Streamlabs had an update, Mm-mm. and I just oh, noticed, no. <laughs> finally, fucking finally, they fixed the bug where even though I would choose for it to not show the mouse on screen, it would always show up. Oh, and that's it, nice. And that's fixed now, so the mouse is no longer on screen. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Anyways, that has nothing to do with this whatsoever. <laughs> But How does this tie into the, the loop cr- billboard crash cycle? I thought I would just throw that out there for anybody cool. who was interested. <laughs> just a wee lore tidbit for you on Newt's side of things. Yeah. Uh, let's get into some Newt lore later. Um, yeah, I got nothing after that. Uh, exos. <laughs> <laughs> professionals. We're professionals here. Uh, so... If Who exo minds to are to be viable, show, sorry. Who wants to be a professional? No. Yeah, that's not fun. Uh, if exo minds are to be viable shelters against mortality, I must find a useful source of noise. Emulation of biological error will not be enough. The exo mind is designed for total immunity to fle- such fleshy noise. After all, mm-hmm. that source of error must be clarity. The effect generated by clarity control. There's the jump. There's the unreasonable jump that he makes. 
Yeah. Like he, he needs to find this source of error uh, to, to keep the human mind busy. He immediately goes to clarity with it. That's... It is weird. It is quite a jump. Like, I guess it sort of makes sense, but you're right. It is a, a large jump in logic. Well, and, and understanding the man yeah, makes it easier to see how he made that jump. Like, he's obsessed with, with clarity at this point. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. So all he's thinking is, how am I going to incorporate clarity into my project? Yeah. That's, and that's where everything went wrong, I guess, is that he just took that, like, he, he took a broad stroke that was way too much. It's, it's like taking a giant right. paint roller to your, to your Warhammer 40k mini. It's like, well, there we go. This will work. Yeah. <laughs> uh, exactly. It's, it's overkill. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, because he does, it's true that, like, when he gets it, he's frustrated because, or like, mm -hmm. he. So later on, they create the gate and they go through to the new area, and he's frustrated yeah. because he doesn't see that his solution there, and so he basically just looks for like the next thing. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um. So, I am curious because. If it wasn't his own, like, if he wasn't his own natural logic or thought process that was bringing him here, because yeah. he's a smart dude, so it's weird for him to make that logical jump, kind of. Yeah. So yeah, obviously, the darkness slash clarity was a was drawing him here and affecting his thought process to bring him here. So I wonder, like, right. why? Why did why did the darkness want him to? What was the whole point of him going there? Uh, wow. <laughs> it might just be that we don't know yet, but uh, yeah. I'm just wondering if there's like some hints. Like my thought is maybe the portal. Maybe it wanted the portal for know, some maybe. reason. Something to someone. Something will like come through the portal, or something it, has gone it through could the portal. Have wanted the portal. Um, I've got a feeling that we're gonna find out when the raid opens up. I think so yeah. too. Yeah. And the, the thing to think about is that this is still, like, pre-reading. As far as, like, the game goes, this is... We're barely scratching the surface of what they're offering as far as the right. story goes. It could, also, all we, yeah. it could also be that the darkness is... It needs, like, a way to create a physical form. Yeah. In our... In our universe or whatever there have been massive theories that the vex are the, the like the final shape of the darkness but... yeah so it could just be that it's using him to create these bodies for it and then yeah. eventually it's just going to take them over but why would they need him to do it because the yeah if, if they need to or... create a portal the vex do have space-faring machines don't they because that's how they um turned mercury i don't know Obviously, anyway. uh, actually, maybe not. I was just gonna say, when a Vex creates a portal, does it need to have a portal on the other side already constructed for it to pass through, or does it somehow create a portal? Mm. I would assume it's a. It, it would have to have a portal on the other side. Yeah, yeah. It it depends on what it's actually trying to do. Like if it's mm. trying to bring something that is corporeal and not Vex. It will need the portal. Mm. 
and we only ever see us go through a portal right. and come out a portal. Right. But I like guess it's yeah. a, a one and one setup. Yeah. But I guess Which, like the Vex spawning mm -hmm. in is probably them just going through a portal on their end and then they're able to just get well, dropped in. But it's it's like um yeah, sorry, go ahead, Elemist. Well, the Vex teleporting in, like, they're not bringing anything corporeal or anything outside of just them. Yeah. So that's a fair point. Actually, they could yeah. just teleport right in, no problems. Well, it's because well, it's, it's, it's. But like if they're trying to bring yeah. something, yeah, then they would need the portal. So basically, I was trying to decide, yeah. like, if the Vex, the Vex could have gotten to Europa by themselves, like they didn't need Clovis yeah. to bring one there. So correct. So why did they bring Clovis here? And because the story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but it, that's it's a really interesting point you bring out about uh up about the physical bodies and like transferring physical things through the portal because it's like what Pradith said in uh in Aspect where the the like we see time as a linear uh linear thing mm -hmm. and the Vex uh they they. Rather, sorry, we are like fish in a river. If time is a river, we're fish, and the Vex are birds diving into the river. Like, they use it as a tool. Yeah. They use time and space as a tool. So they themselves don't necessarily need that portal. But they needed to put a portal on Europa to get Clovis and his team through to the other side. So I, I don't know here. It's Yeah. Yeah, that, the darkness really very specifically question. needed at least humans, probably yeah. Clovis. To come yeah. to Europa and pass through the portal. I mean, as much of a as much of a piece of shit that he is, he is probably the smartest human yeah. to have lived. I, could, I would also See, now. Sorry, go ahead. Now, my thing is maybe the Winnower has plans specifically for some kind of exo. You know, some exo mm -hmm. down the line, and that's why. They needed Clovis to figure all this out because there's a plan for one random exo somewhere. Ada. She's or... never gone through the loop billboard crash she cycle. She wasn't necessarily I mean she was yeah. an exo, or she is an exo, but she wasn't created the typical way. That's exactly it. She was created with radiance instead, not clarity. But anyway, um, getting ahead of myself here. One one more thing I wanted to say. Fuck, what was it? <laughs> oh, what if it could just be that the darkness needed the creation of the Exo Stranger for something too? Oh, yeah. There we go. Could be. Mm -hmm. Maybe it. Maybe because I think we're coming at it as like, what did the darkness need? from this place from these people to kind of like fuck with humanity but what if it was like what if it's true you know the darkness is saying that it wants to help us in some way or another whatever the fuck that's gonna end up meaning so what if like it was like okay we need to create elvis Br or sorry elvis bray <laughs> elvis elsie <laughs> bray the exo stranger to help humanity in some way <laughs> wow. i love it oh well yes it's the reason, the reason it needed to create Elsie Bray, or the Exo Stranger, was to speak to Guardians and bring them to Europa to introduce humanity to the darkness. 
it's it's honestly we could go any which way yeah. with this with this discussion. <laughs> yeah, like this is a rabbit hole in of it's, itself. Like it's it's literally it's the butterfly effect with time mm-hmm. travel. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck. <laughs> well, so like a a, a listener um, and a friend of of Guardians of Lore, Wicked Jester. Wait, um, you guys have listeners? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah, a, right? that's that's doable. <laughs> Um, Can we have no? That actually, too? I'm sorry. It's it's Joker. <laughs> it's Dark Side Royalties. Uh, Joker. Oh, she put out right. a video. She put out a video that when the Exo Stranger actually, you know, said, "Hey, go to to Venus, mm-hmm. and you know, deal with the Vex." That was actually us diverging into a new p- timeline. That's true. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I remember so, him uh, him mentioning that. And and that might be what the darkness wanted was us in a new timeline, because it could see where that timeline was going to go, and it was like mm-hmm. this is the way that we finish off the gardener. Things get spent right. like it's already a complicated situation, and then when like timelines become involved, it's like, yeah, oh boy, how the fuck are Which we gonna? Cool. Well, yeah, because we were we were just following the hive, like he mentioned that we were following the hive, right. And we had absolutely zero reason to go to Venus at that point. At that point, Venus was a boneyard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So cool. That is so cool. Also, I'm sorry. Earlier, that sounded like I was insulting your podcast, saying you didn't have any <laughs> listeners. Oh, what I meant is oh. like we. You know the meme where it's like, wait, you guys are getting paid. <laughs> that was my thought process. Right. Is like, wait, <laughs> people have listeners. I didn't take it that way. <laughs> okay, that's cool. awesome um okay so exos yes should we return to that <laughs> sure so then he sends a message to to elsie um uh he's a piece of shit yeah again. so the, he, he knows that she's been following him essentially uh and she's angry with him uh i would be too if i'd watched my father come so close to salvation only to die the way he did believe me the groans and snaps of his exo body tearing itself apart haunt me almost as profoundly as the things as the things we said over his deathbed yeah. Hmm. Jesus. I failed your father. Uh... Yeah. It's basically, it just goes into um, this, what was happening to him. Clovis apparently did everything that he could to save him from it. Um, but, yeah. I just want to point out yeah. that, like, the things that they said over his deathbed taunt him just as much as his like the sounds his son is making as he's dying yeah like they could have called him a piece of shit Mm -hmm. and (laughs) that hurt him just as much as watching his own son die yeah clovis gray may break my bones but (laughs) words will never hurt me (laughs) (laughs) or words will hurt me just as much oh apparently snowflake <laughs> um then he mentions uh, how uh he just s- says that she's gonna die if she doesn't come and yeah. help him because she has the clovis curse as well oh and there's still my favorite line uh for from this entire book here uh-huh. um i was determined to transfer him into a new body and i failed the new body killed him his final scan still sleeps in the family archives awaiting perhaps some second chance still gives me chills hmm. 
so he's he and this is basically exposition into uh that the brave that the genetic uh progeny of clovis brave have what he calls the clovis curse which is a prion disease and uh uh uh, what exactly does he say here? You will try anti-prion treatments and gene therapy to correct the mutation, but your enhanced immunity will protect the very flaw that is killing you. So, is, so, is yeah. that um, it's, it's, it's a uh, it's a degenerative disease that that eventually <coughs> excuse me the um, enhanced immunity. I think that might have been like a genetic modification he made in his in his grandchildren. I was, I was yeah. wondering maybe that's. I think that stems from him fucking with his son's DNA and putting his own. That would be it. What yeah. was it? Mitochondria or something? Yeah, something along those lines. Yeah. Uh, well, because we do know that the the mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell. So. Yeah. There's that. Um. Entry five. <laughs> yeah. Does that start the work safe? <laughs> Uh, clearly we will not be moving clarity control like we did the K1 artifact. It reacted violently to the attempt. I've entered 19 causalities, oh, Jesus, casualties, casualties. <laughs> into the law. Okay. I think you can excuse me for thinking that the word causality was going to come up, though, as well. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Considering the, uh, the remaining contents of this journal. Um, I've yeah, entered really. 19 casualties into the log. Uh, since 19 engineers from the Hanu team were caught in this reaction, though there are many more than 19 bodies when it was finished. Whoa. Yeah. The first time I read through it, I oh, took it as yeah. there was 19 people caught in the reaction, but there was, like, you know, radiation or something sent off as well. I think that's what it is. Like, he says, I have entered 19 casualties into the log. Yeah. Since 19 engineers from the Hanu team were caught in its reaction, but then he says there were more than 19 bodies. Yeah. I, I think, think we all those others. Yeah. yeah as like, I think for a second we were all like, "Wait, did it create like extra bodies or something?" Yeah. <laughs> but I suspect that if that had been the case, he would have gone much more into detail. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. See, I'm wondering if the actual number of casualties was so high, he was like, all right, we have to cap it at a certain number. Yeah, an acceptable level. Yeah. yeah. Right. That's, that's what, that's, that's what like comes to 10%. Yeah. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and then the rest of them were like, oh, they caught a disease and passed away at some point. So, <laughs> right. Or yeah. they went Fell out on a patrol eye. and went missing. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, Piece of shit. And then he goes to say that uh, he doesn't believe it was an act of hostility. It's terrifying, obviously, what had happened, but it's not malevolent in his belief. It's just like it's reacting the way that it was that it's meant to to defend itself, essentially. Even this outburst carried themes of duplication. Right. Yeah, I do not oh, believe weird. it was an act of hostility. Even this outburst carries themes of duplication, as if Clarity Control wanted to show it could help me. Wait. Yeah, that's uh, weird. Did it create more bodies? <laughs> fuck, it might have. <laughs> but you think he would have been so much more, like, blown away by that, right? So there were many more than 19 bodies when it was finished. So actually, when it was finished, this, yeah, means it wasn't a long period afterwards. Mm -hmm. 
I don't know, man. I think we'll we'll get know. more answers to that when uh, when the content actually drops. But as far as it goes right now, I, I I got nothing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I've been communicating with it just as I did the K one artifact. I dashed off a memo memo to the expedition team, all fully NDA, of course, with hashes of their brain states on file as proof of honesty. I tried to be plain. Yeah, yeah we will proceed with this caution. Um. But I'm now in contact with Clarity Control. Yeah. I'm in communication with intelligence so far beyond our own that it can manipulate us like stones on a go board. Mm-hmm. Terrifying, obviously, the, but not malevolent. Yeah. Not malevolent, yeah. Uh, if if we're in danger by Clarity Control, it is not only through accident or miscommunication or punishment. I think that reaches back to the original Dark Age uh, of humanity when the, when the Darkness ships first attacked. And it was mentioned once again in Unveiling that uh, they... The darkness didn't mean to attack us that that it rather it was a mistake that they uh that they attacked us like that and this time they're here to, to offer salvation so i think Just another piece of information that would reveal a lot and so this is something that yeah. bugs me very often is in the black armory papers hey. when they talk about the attacks and the smell of earth and iron or whatever yeah, yeah, wet earth and wet yeah. earth. But they never like say what the form is. Mm-hmm. Like what right. was it? And and they hear machines. Yeah. Yeah. Oh fuck. So. <laughs> okay. So. I darkness creates. Has Clovis create the exos? And then jumps back in time and causes the collapse in the first place. Oh, wait, no. no, Oh, no, never mind. Sorry. Clovis created the exos before the collapse. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Oh. So. But we don't know why a a pyramid ship or a, a pyramid ship artifact is on Europa and the moon. I mean, we know why an artifact is on the moon because there's an actual pyramid ship underneath Correct. the, the yeah. surface yeah. of it. but So, tearing machines. So, what if the darkness... Um, last night, we awoke in the middle of the night to the sound of something pounding on the walls. It roared and stomped and howled in frustration until it found the doors. They didn't hold. I never saw it. We were too occupied blindly firing around a corner. I just remember the smell of wet earth and a sound I've never heard before, like a machine being stretched and then compressed. And that's from the Black Armory Papers uh, entry 71. Um, Love that can, book. Is, can you, at the, like, during the yeah, very yeah. first ones, yeah. what is like the first description we have of the attack happening? Uh, that was entry... That was entry 71. That was it. That's the first... Um, there's no uh, like precursor. the howling is loudest at night by uh, by dawn the quiet returns with it the horde smell that brings the dogs um but it never says like the ships appeared in the sky today no in in entry 67 it says the traveler is on the move and it's coming here to earth entry 68 uh says they are here they are real i can't believe believe we were so right and so wrong to think that we could stop this uh we simply didn't know their power their strength it's insurmountable as they draw closer, all we can do is hide and hope the facility doors will be strong enough. It's utter chaos out there. Uh, and then she goes in to say like how she 
hate uh, Faith in the Traveler. But yeah, that's basically it. Um, there's no more hope, only the screams of humanity. What about? So they they never describe what's happening, but they say that they're that they're at that as they draw closer, which implies it's the pyramid ships. Um, around the point where like, obviously we don't know it at the time until later in the entries, but like when they're describing putting her daughter's consciousness into what would become Ada One. Mm-hmm. Is there anything in there, like when she's describing that, that would connect Ada One, that exo body, into what's happening outside? Um, I'm so curious if the way not that, that I remember, if what they are hearing are billboarding exos. Oh Jesus! Tearing themselves apart. That's the sound of the, the well. Machine. So, so at this point, at at that point. Uh, the EXO program is actually set up and operational. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think that's something so I, I struggle mean, with a bit is like trying to, like the timeline, timeline. of of Clovis and EXOs being created and all that. Yeah, yeah, is a bit weird. The Black Army papers are like they cover the right before the collapse and a little bit after. Um, because they were they... the Black Army papers mentioned early on about um, exo technology and how yeah. Yuki took it from Clovis. Yeah, and paired it with the with uh, Black Armory tech. Yeah, so Ada is a fusion yeah. between uh, Clovis Bray and Black Armory tech. Yeah, so I I suspect yeah. that. If it if it was the case that what they were being attacked by was crazed exobodies, mm-hmm. I feel like they they would have said that. <laughs> you know, I feel like they would have clued right. in as to what was going on. But that was just like a crazy thought that I just had. Yeah, that I well, and, and even then, that doesn't really explain the uh, the wet earth smell. Yeah, that's the thing I'm still sticking on. Like, where does that come from? Yeah, I do suspect it's my just initial, the smell of my the initial thought was fallen. That was my initial thought as well, and like the the sound of a machine being stretched and compressed was a fallen walker. I thought what? a servitor. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Hmm. See, well, but now, I, I now, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Now, it, to to go back to actual, you know, what's going on here. This talk actually got me thinking so the pyramid ship on the moon had mm-hmm. no inhabitants that we know of true what if they are all incorporeal and they needed clovis to create bodies for them yeah they were damn they were <laughs> Damn, boy. Like, I mean, why else would, would the darkness be like, oh, hey, go see our thing over on Europa. You'll like it. Yeah. Maybe... <laughs> Come to Europa. Maybe they were experimenting <laughs> with clarity and it had an effect on them of changing whoever the that civilization was into, like, incorporeal yeah. souls or something. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm I'm thinking to like Halo 
and how forerunners uploaded themselves and tried mm-hmm. to reverse the process and yeah and how that all went to shit right <laughs> and i'm i'm like right. trying to relate it back to okay th- this is why mm-hmm. clovis m- might have been persuaded to make the exos it also it also reminds me of the nine trying to create bodies to send through that send through that rift the kakaitis gates thank you yeah the kakaitis gates and how they eventually landed on Zer as their prototype, and then yeah, um, yeah. got to um, oh, the emissary. The, the emissary. What was her name? She was Paladin. Orin. Yeah. And so maybe no, they not Paladin. This... She was just oh, Orin. She... Oh, she wasn't a Paladin. My bad. Okay. Um. Then. Yeah. So so like, like they saw the the darkness saw the nine doing the oh no wait no that that timeline doesn't add up at all. Does it? Regardless, it just reminds me of the nine trying to send bodies through to the other side so that they could yeah. have a physical form in our realm. Um, okay, so <clears throat> he basically just talks about the process that they're going to use to um, work with clarity control. Uh, and Elsie sends him a message saying, fine, I'm coming. Uh, and then he has a, um, a breakthrough. Entry six, a gate. Of course, clarity control is inviting me to make a gate. The messenger hypothesis aliens would seek the most efficient method of interstellar contact. This explains the reports of visions and paranoia at the K1 site. The idiots were receiving a message, but they failed to divine the true purpose. Or perhaps the invitation was only intended for me. And it is an invitation. But I will need more, da- more data and more talent to answer it. Feel that the gate clarity control wants me to build is not any form or product of clarity itself. The design, I think, is vex those pestilential nuisances encountered on Venus. Um, so he pulls off a heist on Ishtar Collective to steal. They have vex um, prisoners, quote unquote, there. So he manages to get one from Ishtar and cover up the heist as well. Uh, and the Vex, he brings it to Europa and it begins to create the gate. Um, <clears throat> uh, just waxes poetically a bit about what the gate is going to be and says how he's going to go through, but he won't go in the flesh. He's going to use his quote unquote assistant as a remote proxy. So, like an, a frame of sorts. Um, and then he uh, has a, another death, and he speaks of a dream that he had. Uh, I probably won't read through it in detail, but he in it he is a uh, a beast, a salamander, an eel, uh, and around him are aphids and ants that are occasionally having wars, and the aphids win and begin to multiply. Um, and how there are streams throughout this garden, <laughs> whatever it is, yeah. that uh, he begins to congregate into one huge pond, and he sends all the aphids to live around the pond, and they continue to flourish yeah. until um, he saw upon the horizon a wave, and the wave was God, and it approached me, saying... We are as one, you and I. We are the gathering of the waters. 
Gather unto me as they have gathered unto you. We will be as one. The aphids screamed and begged me for salvation, but I was not of them. I was of the wave. God wave. Clearly it's a just... message from clarity okay. control. Yeah, so I think everybody's it's... kind of thinking that's what's going on. I was I had actually been thinking about this and it's this particular theme is uh repeated over and over again in Destiny's story. Like first it happened to the to the krill, uh then it happened to the um it happened to the elixir with the whirlwind. Uh and yep, there's reason to believe that it'll happen to humanity as well. Unless we join with well, the darkness. Yeah. Well, for the most part it has happened to humanity. It's actually a good point. Yeah. I mean, we were on all kinds of planets in our solar system, and then now we're reduced to one city under the Traveler. Mm -hmm. That's true. Yeah, yeah. And the only reason that the Traveler didn't leave this, didn't leave us, is because it was crippled. So. Well, and, and it ultimately <coughs> did say that, you know, the next stop is going to be its final stand. That's. When did it say that? Uh, let me look it up. Uh, but continue the conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Um, that's that's just basically what I get from the. Oh, also, we're not entirely certain whether or not Rasputin shot the Traveler. Are we? Has has that been confirmed? It it hasn't has never been, been confirmed. confirmed. Okay, I'm I'm still in the camp that Rasputin, his logic dictated that the only way humanity was going to survive was for the Traveler to stay, and he nuked the Traveler. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of people don't like that theory, but I. I subscribe to it to as well. I yeah. suspect that Rasputin, like, even so far as knew that he was going to end up in the state that he's in now, like, in an engram waiting to be put in an exo body. Yeah, I don't know if he saw Like, I don't think, I mean, not so much that he knew it was going to happen, but that was one of, and one of, like, the more likely uh, right. simulations yeah. that he ran within his own mind. Yeah, because he's a prediction engine. Yeah, so I suspect he was, like, he prepared for this outcome. Mm-hmm. I still think that uh, that Anna Bray and Rasputin are one of the most powerful duos out yeah. there, just because of what they were able to do. Well, oh, yeah. maybe not so much anymore, but uh, God, I'm so excited to see where they go with Rasputin's story. Have you heard Violin's <laughs> theory that the raid is going to be some form, or the story yes. maybe, is yeah. some form of us using one of Clovis's prepared bodies to put Rasputin into? I've heard that theory. Yeah. yeah. I think that'd be really Ooh, funny. Bell went like, 2.0. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly it. And because it's, I don't see it as coincidence that they brought up all of this Fellwinter stuff yeah. in season of, of The Worthy. That, yeah. Oh no. All of a sudden, Rasputin's in an engram and there's going to be an exo body. Oh. Yeah. Such a short period of time between the two. <laughs> I'm actually really, I think it's, I think it's a good period of time. Like the, the hype is still there. And like yeah, while it took us seven years to get the Exo Stranger back, I like the fact that it's like within a year we're getting this Rasputin. Well, at least we don't know for certain, but fingers crossed that we're getting this Rasputin story. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, uh, did you find what you wanted to mention, Elemist? No, not I'm yet. not finding it. Okay. Yeah. Fair um. He. I'll bring it up later. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, sends a message to Elsie, welcoming her to Europa. Uh, and then this is again an interesting part so entry 7 we passed through the gate myself and my team Elizabeth insisted on coming I could hardly call her all this way and then refuse her 
what lay beyond? Um, we passed into a gallery of awesome light. It struck us to our knees. The probe imagery did not prepare us. A curtain of blue-violet fire filled an entire half of the sky, pebbled with granules, seething with promontories <laughs> and flares. We stood beneath a blue hypergiant, titan of suns, looming over all. It should have killed my human body companions instantly, with peak radiance in the far ultraviolet. It would cook flesh. But the probe said it was, impossibly, safe for life. They fanned out into the ancient stone ruins, pierced by dull metal towers and flickering lines of light. Though the rock was cracked and pitted by radiation, our geologist identified it at once. Felsic granite, he reported. No, I oh sorry, <laughs> no iron, no heavy metals no at all. No iron. <laughs> a lot more sodium, oxygen, boron, and aluminum than I'd expect, and a lot less silicon. Oh my God. What? <laughs> this rock is almost thirteen billion years old. The geologist whispered. It formed with the very first generation of planets. <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> it formed with the very first yeah. generation of planets, less than a billion yeah. years. Um, yeah, and the says that the sun should technically be dead at this point. Um, so something has tampered with the star, and they realize that whoever created all of this, which is probably the Vex. Uh, mm -hmm. have been stoking this, this star with fuel to keep it um, from going supernova. And the benefit of that is that they were able to extract the metals from the star. Yeah. Um, and by feeding hydrogen and other uh, components into the sun, they were able to use this as a forge to create metals that they needed. Yeah, for their artificial yeah. bodies. And that's us really compressing it down here. There's a lot yeah. to read. There's, there's a lot to read through. Yeah, here, so. and it's all great. Like the yeah. the description of the entire thing is amazing. Mm -hmm. And who? Which of you was it that came up with the theory that they're standing in the black garden? Uh, that was yeah. Oh, <laughs> you both pointing up. To, oh, you're pointing at Elemis. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> On my screen, you both just raised your hands. I'm like, what? Yeah. It was him. As <laughs> <laughs> Elemis, so just. Yeah. Or on Discord. Yeah. Him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's that they're probably, <coughs> possibly, standing in the Black Garden. Because the Black Garden exists exists outside of time and Does it exist outside of time and space? It does. It does, yeah. Okay. So then or this... at least it did. Uh, yeah. When it was tethered to Mars, it then became tethered to real right, space okay. and time. Got oh, it. interesting. Okay. Um, but since then, that tether has been somewhat broken. So I, we don't know. <laughs> we do have a, we do have a tether to it on the moon, though. For the Garden Through, of Salvation. Um, Vexgate. Oh, well, the one on Mars was a Vexgate as well, wasn't it? No, that one you could just walk right in. Oh, really? I, I I'm thinking like after we kill the Black Heart, like oh, when the Breaking okay. King came out. Got it. There was actually a mission where you go back into the Black Garden to kill an Echo of Oryx. That's right. Yeah. And that's when it was tethered. Man, I forgot. Or it was it. already tethered at that point. Gotcha. Okay. Got it. Um, cool. One thing, or not one thing. So he feels a crushing disappointment despite the awesome power of the display. 
there was no trace of Clarity's influence here at all, except perhaps that mysterious tower. Hint, hint. Um, if this was a Vex construct, <laughs> then it was an ancient and formidable one. Um, so he again jumps to the conclusion perhaps the Vex themselves were the key. I knew that the Ishtar Collective had achieved stable assimilations of human minds. They refused to share their method with me. What if they'd stolen a method from the Vex they studied? Uh, he says he wants to bring back samples. Um, and they collect Vex samples when they begin to attack. Oh, sorry, when they begin to harvest fluid from the nearby reservoir, a group of lightly armed Vex platforms attack them with inaccurate weapons fire. Uh, but they take them out and proceed back through the portal to Europa. Um, so I'll mention it now. That mysterious tower, I suspect, is the tower that Exos see in their dreams when they have to fight through yeah. everyone that they know. Mm -hmm. And the I found it. You found so, it. Oh, you found it. Okay. Can Sorry. you summarize uh, what what we were talking about? <laughs> Can you remind me what oh, brought this up? Uh, it's it's um, the traveler deciding to stay here. Oh yes. Okay. Right. 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 Yeah. Um. It is in Ghost Fragment, The Traveler 2. It came with Vanilla D1. <laughs> this has been such a long chase. This will be the place you will fight. Fight and win. But do you really know why you go where you go and where this journey is taking you? The chase leads you where you need to be, you believe. Unless you are being pushed. Wow. And who is that speaking to the traveler? That's well, uh, it references dreams of Alphalupi. Oh wow! Okay, <laughs> can you post the link to that in the Discord? That's cool. Yeah, good find. Wow, that's some digging. Uh... Like, I remembered it from somewhere. I just could not remember yeah. where. <laughs> like as soon as you said, I was like, "Man, that sounds familiar." And also, right. I think. I think we should mention that um, one of his scientists is Maya Sundaresh. Yeah. Just often boof, name from dropped. The like, Collective. Cool. Hi, how are you doing? Yes, from the Ishar Collective. So do you think he poached her from there? Could be. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So he goes over basically why pure Vex milk is uh, yeah. in unsuitable for use in an exo body yeah which already brings up incredible concerns because he's already aware of how um changeable in nature uh vex radiolarian fluid is and yeah. how as soon as it's applied to something it immediately tries to change it so it's like the fact that he's even considering this is like okay you had better be incredibly confident in what you're doing um yeah so <laughs> perhaps Clarity has been very generous indeed. Um, I just want to. I I love. To, I, I just want to do this one again because it's so. It's it just it just tickles my funny bone here. Uh -huh. um, a group of lightly armed Vex platforms attacked them with an inaccurate weapons fire. Elizabeth replied with a matter laser, a grotesquely disproportionate weapon. A coherent matter pulse bears the same relation to an ordinary bullet that a gamma laser does to a flashlight. There was nothing left to salvage. And once again, I just love the image of uh, Elsie wasting these Vex and Clovis going, dude, <laughs> why? Right. I need that. 
Um, <laughs> so after he goes over basically why Vex radiolarian fluid is too dangerous to be used in the exo body or in yeah the exo bodies, mm-hmm. um, he has another breakthrough. Um, <laughs> but if it's exposed to clarity, the Vex patterns break down and the fluid taken and the fluid takes on some of the properties of clarity itself, namely its reductive effect, introducing a tiny aliquot of this re re oh I think it's supposed to be refined clarity. Reified Reified. Uh, into an yeah. exo mind solves the loop billboard crash cycle as far as I can tell permanently. So he's like, Oh, this is too dangerous to use. This is an unknown brought down to me by gods, basically. Oh, but if we put them together, all of a sudden it's all fine. <laughs> It's just him holding two beakers, like, hmm. <laughs> just pours one into the other, just holds it at arm's length. Yeah. Um, the combination of Vex fluid and clarity is the key to cybernetic immortality! Exclamation point. Um, so basically, the way it works is uh, when clarity is applied to Vex mind fluid with its highly physicalized and a symbolic architecture it creates a physicalized algorithm that can serve as a random seed for the knockouts required to sustain a viable exomine. So there's that mess, that jumble, that yeah, um, the randomness, the randomness that the human mind needs to, to constantly self-correct itself. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll never sell that to a board. Easier to say that the exomine is too stiff and deterministic to support a human consciousness, which depends on some random failures. Clarity provides an algorithmic seed, adding error to every operation which replicates that original turbulence. No more need for software evaluation of organic chaos. We emulate it in hardware now. Uh, So, he speaks of a full destructive scan of an aging Georgian volunteer, Mr. A.D.A.I. Zuck. Uh, he thinks he believes he's in a nightmare. <laughs> um, Not yet. <clears throat> Ooh, nice foreshadowing. <laughs> um, <laughs> then there is a... We'll get back to that soon. But he just uh, composes <laughs> another message to Elizabeth, uh, trying to convince her to have a scan taken of her brain, uh, and trying to excuse basically what he did to their father, aka his yeah. son. Um, and she replies basically just saying "fuck off." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Is there anything in there that you guys want to talk about? Uh, not particularly. No. I think we all kind of want to get to the good part. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Yeah. Also, the new part. Holy Christ. Um, so, they are now in limited exo-body production. So, what they're doing is they're allowing VEX platforms to pass through the gate. Um, apparently, apparently intent on construction infrastructure on this side. Excuse me. They are captured, drained, and discarded. Their mind fluid goes to clarity control. The alkahest flows back. The machine of immortality machine of, has yeah. begun its slow turn. Uh, 
Uh, yeah. In ancient days, they believed that the source of the alchemist was the Philosopher's Stone. I have named my own source after the deepest, oldest stone. A place where the dead go to rise again. A deep stone crypt. Name drop! Um, that gives uh... me chills every time. I know! It's so cool! <laughs> Once the like, exobodies are I... prepared... Sorry? Who do I write to to give props to yeah. like, the team that wrote this? No kidding. Like, my god. The the lore writers are amazing. It's the best that I've seen. Um, once the bodies are prepared, I will upload the mines from my research library. A century of volunteers waiting for reincarnation. The first generation is already coming online, but I will not be one of them. Not yet, and neither will Elizabeth. So again, just proving that he will not do to himself what he has done to his son. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But it's all right to use others. Yeah, that's fine. Oh, of course. Yeah, there are volunteers. At least the <coughs> he says, uh, I will not be one of them, not yet, and neither will Elizabeth. Although, actually, now that I read that, I first I read it as like he would not want Elizabeth to be one of them. But then I realized uh, he's probably just accepting the fact that Elizabeth would not allow him to do that. <laughs> Um. No, that that line right there is some some foreshadowing. Which one's that? Yeah. Neither will Elizabeth. Uh, but I, yeah, yeah, and neither will Elizabeth. Like that's that's some foreshadowing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. Here again as well, he just reinstates that. A true upload requires a maximum resolution subneural scan, as such a scan is invariably fatal. That means I will only get one shot. I will not take it until the exos are stable. I refuse to be an alpha tester of my own immortality. <clears throat> um, so this is um, yeah. where we get into the 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 meat of the the papers. Note: Yes, we do. D E R. Infuriating. With 12 Alcahest seated exos now online, I find myself beached on the shoulders of another serious problem. Not a transitional trauma after all. Not a temporary ailment. Quite fatal. Mr. Zack was the first to succumb. He continued to insist that he was living in a nightmare. He complained of hunger, of thirst, of breathlessness, of a rot in his bowels. I became concerned that he was billboarding, but his exoneuron activity remained healthy. Shortly yeah. after, Mr. Zuck developed the flow-blown Cotter delusion. I found him trying to chisel his face off with a table shim. He insisted that his true face was covered in a thick layer of keratin. Toenail was his exact word. And that the rest of his body was already dead and rotting. He became violent. I had to paralyze his motor functions for diagnosis. diagnosis. This only made things worse. Without the satisfaction of motor feedback, he disassociated entirely. He stopped forming new memories, which trapped him in an eight-second loop, loop of panic. After I resumed his motor functions, I watched him fill every page of a notebook with, notebook with the words, I have just died. I am trapped in the corpse. Now I am certain I am dead. Death has taken me completely. I have just finished dying. Activity in his temporal lobes collapsed. He lost his ego barrier and achieved metaphysical oneness with the universe. 
Unfortunately, this spread has caused a delusion to the entire perceptual cosmos, and he rejected the resulting necro-reality is intolerable. I have not ever before seen such an all-consuming terror and dread. <laughs> yeah. Uh, soon Mr. Zuck's fear like, and panic were simply too much. He retreated into Catatonia, then he crashed. Um, <clears throat> I still have the hmm. connect to me scan I used to make him. That Mr. Zuck can live again, but the, the Zuck who evolved over the past several weeks, the Zuck I had so many enduring, enduring arguments with, is lost. Right. So I'm a little bit confused by that part, actually. Um... When was he having these arguments with him? It was he it in a exo body for that I'm, long. Well, when was Zuck first referenced? Uh, uh in one of the first few pages, I think. Yeah. Um, was Zuck his assistant? I don't think so. Mm. Um, yeah, except. So again, I think that whole thing happened over the course of those several weeks. Yeah, yeah, I think it. I think yeah. you're right because it, it would have taken a while, actually. Yes, for several exo bodies to be constructed. That's a fair point. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it must have been over a few weeks. You're right. It doesn't really give a timeline of what happened when in his. Right. Yeah. 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 Also. Right. He says Mr. Zuck was the first to succumb. So there must have been other consciousnesses that consciousness went nigh, like this. That yeah. yeah, that were uploaded and yeah. probably no doubt had a very similar um Well yeah, we yeah. in entry nine, it does say the first generation is already coming online. Yeah. So yeah, there okay, must I'm have been entry eight that we first uh, yeah. got introduced to Zuck. I'm willing to bet we're going to see that first generation at some point in the story. Yeah. I, That's going to be horrifying. Or maybe. Well, I'm trying to draw parallels between Forsaken and what is possibly coming here now, because we didn't get a whole lot of in-game story about the, uh, uh, about the Awoken. It was mostly in the lore. So, right, yeah, I do have to be careful with my expectations about this because I've been playing an EXO for the past five years, and I'm like, it's, I've, it's the same character I've had since D one. So I'm incredibly excited for this, but I also don't want to um, overhype myself. That's the thing. Hmm. Yeah. Um. Uh. I always find it like. Oh, and yeah, that's the end of the. Uh, that's the end of the book there basically essentially yeah <laughs> uh yeah i'll read this quickly. the end of the physical book yeah mm-hmm. m sunderash came upon ARD. me just now she seemed fascinated by my distress she said several comforting things and made one extremely unpleasant suggestion that my pride and haste had caused mr zuck's death i have decided to hate her oh yeah yeah uh, and then it mentions that a novel prion has been detected in his body, which is basically just going to speed up the entire yeah. process of his body 
Prognosis. Massive sloughing slash fraying of basement membranes. Loss of tissue binding inhibited durotaxis of the new cells. Delamination of all body tissues into thin sheets. You will fall apart like an old book. His AI is so cold and calculating, I love it. Yeah. So here's what's happening. It's like him. Hmm. It's like him. <laughs> right, I gotta use the washroom here real quick, boys. Okay. Okay. Um I also I always think it's important to point out that um he says again, he still has the connect me connect to me scan. So like I think that means that there's still like as a best as they can be mentally yeah like mentally correct people like obviously like he's mr zuck believed that he was in a nightmare so that's not ideal <laughs> but at least he right. doesn't think that he's dead <laughs> um well and, and that might actually be like the initial scan yeah um which would also be like clovis the second yeah i do wonder too or like I was thinking earlier, maybe he's trying so hard to solve this problem, and he thinks that the issue is when the consciousness is put into the body. But what if it's actually an issue that arises during the scan and upload of the consciousness? Like something just goes wrong, and then that just eventually becomes... Yeah, uh, but then again, Maybe. we have like now we have operational exos that you know they have to be reset, but once they are reset, you know, they are consciously sound basically. Um, yeah. Sorry, I'm just looking something up. It's all good. Okay. Is there anything else you wanted to mention in that little section? No. Um, yeah, I think I'm good there too. Yeah. Which means we should essentially be ready to hop into the new papers, unless there was anything overall that you wanted to discuss in these primary papers. Oh, oh I've just got two lines or two different lines that I absolutely love from this thing yeah sous vide is for prissy nerds yeah <laughs> um and i should give a name to the figurehead clarity control presents to the world ha shall i call her claire mm. i've got a feeling that like there are going to be some posters around the deep zone crypt or or europa Ooh. of a woman and they're going to call her claire yeah Claire wants you. Ooh. <laughs> right. Claire wants your grandchildren. Oh boy. Your old body feeling uh, worn out? Oh. Talk to Claire and get an exo body today. Oh god. <laughs> uh oh, he's gone again. Oh, come back. I had a question for you. I think he's opening blinds right now. <laughs> uh, who needs to see the outside world? No. Uh, I do. <laughs> so, cool. 
Yeah, what's up? Was there anything else in that section or overall? Nope. That you wanted I to am good. I am satisfied with that. Oh, it's... Sorry. <laughs> sorry. What did I say? The wrong thing? Uh, no. <laughs> I can... My browser's being a pain. Um, yeah. You were supposed to say sous vide is for prissy nerds. Oh, you're right. Sous vide is for prissy nerds, right. Um... <laughs> my bad, guys. <laughs> Didn't For anybody who's properly. listening, that actually is a line from the book. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, yeah, and then... Okay. Um, I'm, just, I'm just trying to speed read these uh, these next few pages that are coming yeah. up. But... I'm gonna start reading through, try to skip what I can, and you guys just stay on top of if I skip anything sure. important. Um, <laughs> but I suspect I will end up reading the majority of this just because I don't know what's important and what's not. So these are the papers that were revealed when the ARG was solved, or at least the papers that we have received so far. Um, <clears throat> uh, which were originally um ripped out of the collector's edition so note forge star in an effort to keep them engaged with their new bodies and to stave off the disassociative rejection i have assigned my exos oops, to scout through the gateway the vex uh statite has a surface area larger than earth so we have plenty of exploring to do i cannot believe that i actually find it tiring the sheer scale and passivity oh sorry passivity of the vex constructs infuriates me um so basically he saw what happened to mr zuck and he's like okay well we got to keep these exos busy to try to stave that off so he's sending them out exploring until i can synthesize my own version of the mind fluid the vex are necessary to the work but i find their indifference verminous they elicit the same emotions as a fat cockroach wandering across a wall, disgust and contempt. <laughs> Such a piece of shit. <laughs> and I fear that if trouble, they might swarm from their hides to run across our feet. The glare of the hypergiant gives me a headache. I wonder if the Vex evolved here in the briny sea of the first planets. Due to the absence of heavy elements worth stealing and the abundance of simple compounds for growth, they never developed predation. Why bother? Plenty to go around. Instead, the violent radiation of the early universe selected for an otherworldly resilience and for the ability to transmute energetic disaster into an opportunity for growth. The weak would have burned away by gamma ray bursts, and the strong would learn to harness that fire, not the oxygen fire of our own Paleolithic, but the nuclear fire of the atom. Uh, boy, this is fucking... <laughs> heavy there's a lot of words in here like self-repeating pattern fractally mm -hmm. self-similar uh hydrogel gamma rays he's basically theorizing on the evolution of the vex um there was one thing i thought I read and wanted to no, never mind. Um Okay, still vex still vex. 
Oh yes. There's a lot in here. I'm 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 reading ahead. There's a, an incredibly fucked up yeah. passage. Um, yeah. Alamus, I think you know the one I'm talking about. Until oh, I do. Now. Until I can synthesize my own version of the mind fluid. So, it seems like he has seen. It's like it's like he's jumped, and he's figured out what's going wrong. With the exos and he thinks he has a way of solving that but it involves him synthesizing uh his own mind fluid mm -hmm. or the mind fluid which uh, must be um the solution between like it must be the alkahes yeah 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 um had I the means, speaking of Vex here, had I the means, I would wipe them all from existence. Uh, entry 10. All 12 members of the first exo cohort are dead. The symptoms of their disassociation became extreme. One poor man developed complete echopraxia and echolalia. His empathy was so overgrown that he could not help but mimic or repeat whatever I did and said. Even when I entered the command to terminate him, he mimicked me, and I suffered a brief terror that his gesture would end my life. I have kept Elizabeth far away from this disaster, so as not to discourage her. She is busy with the Vex and with her con covert attempts to reach clarity control. This has forced me to rely on M. Sundaresh. But unfortunately, she confronted me after the last death. Nine of them had the Cotter delusion, she screamed at me quite hysterically. They believed that they were dead. One of them told me that she was in hell, and I was another damned soul sent to deceive her. Was she even wrong? The rest were worse. Do you know what the other principal manifestation of the Cotter delusion is, Clovis? I told her that I did not, and that I wished to proceed immediately with autopsies of their terminal brain states. Delusions of immortality, at least when they, mm. they insist upon it, Clovis, we recognize it as a pathology. The only true responsibility of any living thing, I reminded her, is to sort and sorry, support and nurture things that are most like us. And if I am most like myself, Doctor, then I have an ethical obligation to avoid death. That's your son's quote, she snapped. You know, I've seen the video of his final days, that naked white exo, just pair muscle and soft membrane, writhing in its cradle. When you were done with him, he looked like nothing more than a slug, Clovis. A twisted, limbless giblet. Did you support and nurture him while you were tortured while you tortured him to death? Holy shit. So boy. Wow. There's a lot going on in here. Yeah. I think one thing I kinda wanna analyze is uh principal manifestation of the Cotter delusion. Delusions of immortality. At least when they insist upon it, Clovis, we recognize it as a pathology. Yeah. So, is what she's she... accusing him of having this delusion? Yeah. So, but I'm so curious to see. So, these exos that are going crazy, they believe they are immortal. Immortal. Is what it sounds like. But then they also believe that they're in hell, or wherever, in a nightmare. They believed yeah nine of them had the cotter delusion they believed they were dead one of them told me that she was in hell 
the rest were worse. Do you know what the other principal manifestation of the Cotter delusion is, Clovis? Delusions of immortality. Mm-hmm. Actually, I wonder if she's meaning that as a jab at Clovis and his personality. I think so, yeah. Yeah, you know, he's coming in and and oh yeah, they're they're all, you know, suffering from Cotter delusion. Well, guess what another aspect of it is. Hmm. And then she lists off something that he has. Yeah, exactly. Uh also known as walking corpse syndrome. It's a rare mental disorder in which the affected person holds the delusion delusional belief that they are dead, do not exist, are putrefying, or have lost their blood or internal organs. Oof. Um, Which, technically for an exo, is correct. Yeah. It's not really a delusion in their sense. Um, yeah. So I'm uh, just trying to figure I, out... I, one thing I did uh, research, the exo, or echopraxia and echolalia, mm-hmm. That is mimicry of physical movement and mim- mimicry of vocal. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I was curious. So, like, it's literally an exo just mirroring somebody. That's creepy as hell. Right. Uh, I'm just reading through this uh, on Wiki. Does it say anywhere that immortality or belief of immortality is part of part of the the delusion yeah but i guess you could argue that if you believe you're dead but still walking around and operating like you're it, it's more like it's not so much that you're immortal it's that you're undead basically <laughs> yeah yeah anyways um uh... goes on to say um Ugh, it's 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 heavy. <laughs> the only true responsibility um, of any living thing is to support and nurture the things that are most like us. And if I am most yeah. like myself, Doctor, then I have an ethical obligation to avoid death. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he's just yeah, uh, backing up his um, twisted logic. Then yeah, it goes into entry eleven. Um, Elsie believes they're infested by Vex. Uh, she's observed uh, Vex microstructures in the ice. Uh, the European eyes, veins of altered crystals crawl towards the surface, harvesting the heavy ions of the Jovian winds, uh, culturing their construction. So they're, yeah, they're doing, they, they do what the Vex do. Um, I don't know where that is. Uh, it's, it's entry 11. It's just below um, mumbling text. Just below the warning. Control. Yeah. Um, oh, uh, I cease to be myself, please. So is this, yeah. he's talking with the Exobody Project proceedings space i believe the time approaches to decant myself from this dying body and enter my assistant's form but if i do will i lose my own memories will i cease to be myself replaced by faux clovis a mumbling facsimile oh my god elizabeth will have to go first what a piece of shit yep (laughs) what a piece of shit there it is oh don't worry i would do anything to myself that i would do to myself (laughs) all right you go first (laughs) right oh um, man i do wonder that's why i was like foreshadowing <laughs> earlier yeah. mm-hmm. i wonder if elizabeth's um belief of being infested is actually part of her degenerative disease did he ever say that like delusions or not delu- like no i think 
uh, uh, elusive uh, believing that paranoia is just um, paranoia. Um, like the like the operation as a whole is infested by the Vex. Like the Vex have come through the gate, and they're not just working for us. That they're transforming Europa, very similar to how they did to Mercury and Venus. Right. And um, uh, uh... damn it, <laughs> it's the Nessus. Uh, basically, he says uh, oh, that yeah, somehow right. the Vex Taint, yeah, the Vex Taint has followed us home from two o eight to Volantis. Um, the initial survey team went through quarantine, yeah. according to all the Ishtar protocols. The uh, the expedition frames were destroyed in situ, so in situation, um, like the the expedition frames that they sent over there were self destructed uh, when they when they didn't need them, so that they didn't bring any contamination back through the gate. The only possible um, vectors are my own exos. Yeah. Um, it's the Vex resilience that lets them spread their immunity to the most dramatic subversions uh, means that they last long enough to build up a dose of more subtle and insidious infiltrators yeah um, he's the... saying that the Vex are just curious but you know he demands a purity for the receptacle of his own soul like god damn it the... which I mean fair enough I think they may be, they may be correct but this also reads very similar to the journals around the K1 artifact mm -hmm. where does, everybody's yeah. like going fucking crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So I wonder if that might be part of it. Uh, um, here we go. Okay. Um, no, like that contract breaking psychologist and the death of Mr. Miller, this all must be handled quietly. So he's saying like, he doesn't want to tell everybody that, yeah, by the way, the Vex are probably infesting us right now. The exos are intrinsically robust. The seed of clarity within them has natural anti-vex properties. Um, so we simply purge that architecture. Um, whatever whatever taint they contain, rather, must therefore be a residual human weakness. So he wants to purge that architecture. And here we go. This is it. I will plan a simple extension of the memory wipes already used to fight dissociative rejection. In fact, I intend to create a noetic immune system in the exomine to trigger memory wipes when memory wipes when certain classes of informatic hazard are detected. These will be explained to the psych team as a preventative measure against future disassociative disorders. So there are those are the wipes that um that happen to exos to this day. These wipes will These conveniently wipes, yeah. return the exos to peak mission readiness, perfect for soldiers operating in traumatic alien environments. Perfect, perfect for the continuing for the... mission. Yeah, at the, to the continuing mission of the Forge Star. Uh, Stockpiling material for future exo production here and elsewhere. So, so there, he's now. It's, it's. This is the flip from. The Luca future human thought to I'm creating soldiers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Elsie uh, agrees with that prescription. Um, he thinks that she's ready to abandon her doomed body and make the upgrade. Um, one thing I'm curious about, though, it may come up later, but like, it doesn't seem to me like Clovis is the sort of person to let himself go through these wipes. So mm -hmm. he must have a plan to fix the issue without having to do a wipe. Yeah. Uh, I'm also curious. Okay, sorry. I just want to read through this because I just want to. Um, see, the clarity has natural anti-vex properties. Whatever taint must therefore be residual human weakness. 
mm-hmm. resident in their legacy architecture. So we will simply purge that architecture. I'm not quite sure, like, how the memory wipe stops the Vex spread in the Exos. And honestly, I'm not even sure, like, it doesn't really go into, like, detail of, like, what the Vex spread in the Exo is like. Like, mm-hmm. how it's affecting these Exos. Right. It must be, like, in the actual, like, there's because there's no human part in the Exo body. So it must actually be in the consciousness. Yeah. The Vex is somewhat affecting the consciousness of the human. I think I think that's what it is. Like the, like the Vex, they affect um, um, biological matter as opposed to. But there's metal. no biological no. matter in the Exo mind. Well, he did recreate the mind fluid, so maybe that was enough of an avenue for the for the Regularian fluid to actually. So I, I'm not sure honestly, um, but he wants to figure out how to solve his own infection and in here he says uh, he suspects vex influence on the protein folding so yeah um so he's been haunted for some time by suspicion that m sundresh is not who she seems he doesn't have any record of hiring her he does not remember bringing her onto his team but he recognized the name from the ishtar collective exactly yeah yeah. Nor um, does Elizabeth recall an M Sundress from our expedition group. Man, I almost, I don't even know if I can talk about this right now because I'm digesting this. Yeah, it is true. Go. Um, in the previous papers, like she just only shows up. <laughs> that, that was that was the thing as well. She's like, also, yeah, all of a sudden, Maya's there. Yeah. So, yeah. what does um, that mean? Boy, there's a lot we, here. I'm still keep going back it. to um I'm just so curious as to how the Vex are affecting the Exos. Because there's no biological get, yeah. there's no biological anything in the Exo mind. It's it's Vex fluid and clarity. Mm-hmm. So where I think is they that? might get into that in game. Like that might be another big why or how question. Yeah, so it's yeah. it's interesting. It seems like the Vex are able to affect like human consciousness just straight up like without even affecting any any biological part of us um and so that's why he has to do the wipe is because it undoes the effects of the like it just resets the whatever Mm -hmm. like if it was a file that's been corrupted by the vex basically it it resets here we go so Um, okay so so they sorry I was going to say, neither uh, him or Elsie can remember M. Sundarish being from their expedition group yeah. from that first uh, pass. And who else could she be? A Vex infection? It's unthinkable. The Vex cannot generate conscious persons, but they can emulate human minds they encounter and perhaps even use them as tools, infiltrators, carriers. Oh. Elmas, I think this is, you might know where they're going with this. Yeah. Also a little bit because I read ahead and uh Oh god <laughs> It's um Yeah, I I don't know if I like I, I want to talk about it, but I don't I just don't know if I can right now. This is this is just crazy. Um So Yeah. How about this? I cannot trust myself with this filth in me. I am compromised. Yeah. Um I'll continue to sure. read through this. 
Uh, man, it's hard. You're right. I almost wonder if we need to do a part two to this. I think we might as well. Yeah. Elmas, okay. what, do, what, do what do you think here? We've, yeah. we've kept you for, for two hours and 15 minutes so far. So. <laughs> uh, honestly, I, I would be good to come back and do a part two for this. Hey, awesome. All right. Yeah, this is I think good. we should uh yeah, I think we should wrap it there, but um we'll leave it with that there guys that uh the vex can emulate human minds that they encounter. Now think back to anybody who's listening to this. The this has been uh they're talking about Maya Sundaresh and the vex can emulate human minds that they encounter. You guys can make that connection. And um uh, I can't. Can you explain it to me? <laughs> All I'll say is this, is that uh, during the Golden Age, the uh, there was a team of four. It was Maya Sundaresh, oh. um, ooh, ooh. Dwayne McNead, Dwayne McNead, Kioma, and who's the fourth one? Oh, crap. I talked about this in my episode, but regardless. I, whenever I read his stuff, I think he's speaking like a, with a Texan drawl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember his name, but there's a team of four of the Ishar Collective that they they had captured a Vex mind on Venus. And they found out that this Vex mind was simulating them. And they thought, oh shit, what if our us, like speaking right now, our simulations as well? How can we prove this? And so they created 227 copies of themselves and sent them into this Vex mind to try and what what was it? What was their purpose for that again? Just to explore. To explore, yeah. And find and a way of it, home. And find a way home, yeah. And inside of this Vex mind, which was connected to the Vault of Glass, they found Praedith, who, and through the help of these 200, I'm getting chills right now. This is awesome. Dr. The, Shim. Dr. Shim, that was it. Um, and through the help of these 227 versions of the Ishar Collective team, they apparently broke Clovis, uh, not Clovis, they apparently broke Praedith out we might see Praetor at some point. But this also means that if Maya Sundaresh's copy was inside the uh, the Vex Mind Collective... Was that in the Black Garden? No, it, this is all at the Ishtar Academy. Oh, okay. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Okay, never mind. Go ahead, continue. So if, if Maya Sundaresh, if this copy of her was inside of the Vex Mind... Um, then they could potentially copy and emulate her back and use her as a tool. And we'll leave it at that. Okay. Uh, they, were, they were able to rescue 227 undamaged copies of themselves from inside the Vex. That's and what it was. all copies right. voted to become explorers in the Vex information network. Right. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, it was, it was a unanimous decision. I remember that. Yeah, boy. <laughs> yep, it's just funk. Just there's such a gigantic lore drop here. I'm, I'm loving this, but we and, could we should probably. And I call love it. the fact that they're connecting it all. Yeah, finally. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I mean, we've got, hey, we're going to Europa, and then there's, oh, that's where the Deepstone Crypt is. That deals with Exos. Exos was created by Clovis, who mm -hmm. used Vex tech. And Vex were associated with the Ishtar Collective, and like it's it's. I I'm starting to feel like Charlie Day with like exactly yeah. all the th right like that. What about that the mail? Can we talk board. about the mail? I want to talk about the mail for a second. 
exactly. Oh, yeah, it's that pin just... board with all the papers on it and red string <laughs> all over. And... That's exactly oh. what this is. But and, and the thing is, Bungie's like, here's your here's your theory crafted string board. It's real, <laughs> right? Oh, this is so cool. I'm gonna have to read this. Um, but yeah, so. Elemis, thank you so much for joining us here today, man. Um, where oh, can absolutely. people find you? And uh, yeah, got any uh, You can find me as part of the Guardians of Lore podcast. You can find that on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Spotify, pretty much anywhere that you actually find podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can find me personally on Twitter at I underscore am underscore Elemis. Nailed it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah definitely go check these guys out they're phenomenal best book club ever and <laughs> um newt where can we find you uh twitter and twitch well okay i'm just gonna stop saying twitch <laughs> you can find me on twitter at adp newt the e is a three <laughs> and maybe one day i'll be on twitch yeah at some point you will be <clears throat> and uh as far as me you can find me on twitter at uh at adp colossus uh also, the, the main account at Podcast Destiny. Uh, tweet at us there. Uh, you can also use the hashtag LoreMind. Uh, if you talk lore at me using the hashtag LoreMind, I will use your name in an upcoming uh, RPG that we're going to be that we're going to be running. I have yet to finalize the details on that, but I have a solid idea in place, and I'll name an NPC character after you if you use that hashtag. So go ahead and do that. But thank you for so much for joining us tonight, today, whenever you're listening to us. Um, <laughs> For this very special edition of Lore Mind, and once again, I want to thank our guest Elemis for coming on because that was that was kick-ass. Man. Absolutely, and we'll be back. We'll be back with part two after we digest this. Oh, it's so messed up. Yeah, hopefully, we get some <laughs> more. So much in here. Some oh, more pages geez. for it too. Yeah. By the yeah. time we uh, meet back up. Yeah. Um, yeah okay. So remember, you always have time for another Disney podcast is used for for the adp episodes right so what's our our lore mind closing statement going to be thank you for thank you for tuning in and listening oh listener mine and um eyes up guardian <laughs>